All right, here we go. Ready? Okay. You sure you're ready, Hassan? Uh, let me just text my mom real quick. <laughs> Are you recording? Yeah, I think we should be recording while he's texting his mother. Hey. Let me know when you're ready. And good. Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast, a multi generational discussion of movies. Welcome to the party, pal! I'm Ralph Quartrucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Hassan Hassan. I'm just Al. Thanks, guys. All right, so today we're going to talk about a movie that I brought to the table. And again, this is a, uh, uh, a discussion between generations. So we have a couple of guys that are Gen X, Baby Boom, and um, we have a Millennial, and we have an Oregon Trail, which I guess that's a micro. What does that mean when you say micro? Micro, so it would be like a five-year window. Oh. And is that uh, Wikipedia? How do we know that? That, that was a Huffington Post article. Oh, very good. Yes. So we have some reference. I wish rather than Oregon Trail was trail mix. I'm hungry. Oh, boy. Well, that's what happens when you do these late. But you might die of dysentery. That's the only problem. So the, idea, the idea is that one of us will bring a movie to the group that means something to them, that is important to them, that they just want to share. I mean, it could be any, any movie. Originally, we had started out that it would be Sean and I would be doing 70s movies. But we kind of expanded off that to invite a couple other guys in. And now we have this, which is a multi-generational thing, which is awesome, I think. So today is my movie. And I'm picking a movie that is one of my favorite movies of all time. It fits right into mine. As I've done these podcasts, I realize that my, my sweet spot is realism in movies. That as I talk about other movies, you know, uh, fa fantasy movies or you know whatever musicals or whatever they are it turns out I really like movies that are you know based in some fact and are and are very straightforward and this movie definitely like Birdman? fits it Birdman was a little well that was based in realism or it's all real like it's it's like a real like they really life. shot the movie I think they, like, <laughs> they really shot it yeah I think they did right. I just don't understand how you guys couldn't separate like what was actually happening and what was happening in his head that seems real to me. That's they're able to show what's happening in someone's head. We've wow. opened up some old wounds. I know. We don't need to bring that up again. I'm just We've saying. already litigated that one <laughs> in in, a, in an earlier podcast. So, <laughs> anyway, my movie is the taking of Pelham One Two Three, the 1974 version, not the 2009 version. That All, sucked. That sucked. Although we will kind of compare and contrast those because there's issues I want to bring up in this movie. That are definitely different from the movie that was done by Tony Scott. Like having John Travolta play. Well, that'd be one because I don't think Travolta was. How old was he in '74? Probably like <laughs> Greece age, right? And Greece was '76, '77, '77. Okay, why do I like this movie? Well, I don't know, I, Ralph. Why do you like this a, movie? A, it's based in real. It's it's just it's 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 a procedural crime thriller. Uh, it stars. Well, let me just explain a little bit. It stars Walter Matthau, Robert Shaw, main two guys. It's a Subway heist movie, a bunch of guys go on a subway in New York City, um, and they, they um, hold the, the, the train for ransom, and they're trying to get a million dollars out of New York City. So let's watch the trailer, and uh, we'll comment on what we think after the trailer. 1.23 p.m. Great music in the trailer. A crowded subway train starts its run from Pelham Station in the Bronx. 1.45 p.m. You know, I'm going to have to check the movie and see whether these times are right in the Seize control of the train. Open the door or I'll blow your head off. Taking 17 people as hostages. Your attention, please. Now then, you'll all remain seated. Anybody who tries to rise is going to get shot. I do hope I have made myself understood. 2.13 p.m. The city of New York is given one hour to come up with a million-dollar ransom. You're out of your skull. No all units, stand by on a double. What's up, Z? A train's been hijacked. Millions have read it. Now you can live it. The taking of Pelham. One, two, three. We'll never make it. The passengers are dead ducks. What the hell they expect for that lousy 35 cents to live forever? Walter Matthau, Robert Shaw. The most spectacular hijack in history. The taking of Pelham. One, two, three. Directed by Joseph Sargent. What else did Joseph Sargent direct? Wasn't oh, he Dick directed, Sargent in... He directed in... Jaws, like some, one of the later Jaws sequels. He, he did? 
Oh, he, he directed. Producer. I think he directed he the worst. No, did he do Jaws number two? He did Jaws 3D, the one with yeah. the, all the porn. He the could what? work. He was what? a director who could work in three dimensions. <laughs> what do you mean all the porn? In Wait Jaws a second. 3D? Ring the bell. <laughs> you know, I almost work with Sargent. Joseph Sargent? Joseph Sargent. I was, um, he did a movie called The Wall. It was produced by Showtime about items left at the Vietnam Wall. Oh. That was supposed to be an omnibus series, and I, and I wrote one of the episodes for it. Oh, wow. But when they made it a movie, I think they only used three of them, and mine was not used. Oh, well, that's a shame. Yeah, so I'm I could sure. have worked with him. He actually wasn't attached so to the project. So you didn't work with him. You just... No, no, he wasn't attached to the project yet. In fact, the producer that brought me into it didn't even end up on the end credits either. Was he primarily a TV director? No, he was a theatrical really? director as well, but he was... I think he was, he was just a um, an excellent journeyman director. No one's ever going to call him an all-tour. But he did a lot of theatrical features, and he did a lot of television movies, and he did some cable movies, too. And he's a guy who did a ton of movies and had a very long, successful career. Well, know? this is one of my favorite that he did. And, and partly I asked about the TV question because it's a very straightforward shot, straightforward. Right, not fancy yeah. camera moves, but every shot is framed in a way that it's telling a story. You get people in the background, New York. You know, like we always talk about, this was shot in New York City. It looks real because it was shot in New York City. So I even think some of the extras that are standing around yeah. are probably really New York people. <clears throat> so anyway, why do I love this movie? I love it because it's a straightforward crime thriller, and I talk about this all the time with no backstory. Right? Yeah. The only backstory we know about is the one character named Mr. Brown. No, Mr. Brown. Who is Hector Alonso's character? He was kicked out of the mafia. He was, was because he was kicked out. He was too rough for the mafia, so they kicked him out. That's the only backstory we know. No, we yeah. we get a little more backstory. I mean, tiny amounts. From whom? Um, Robert Shaw, Shaw is a a mercenary. Know, a mercenary. Yeah. We know he's a mercenary. Uh, we know that uh, Mr. Gray was Mr. the train. Mr. Green was the was the trainman. But that's it. Yeah, we but don't the, know. They're in wives. Wasn't there something kids. fishy with Mr. Green? Like, well, he was the reason. Happened? Well, he's okay. First of all, we're going to do one other thing. <clears throat> we're now going to take one of the color names because I want to call. I want to use the uh, names from the show. So I'm going to be Mr. Brown. I'll be Mr. Blue. Hassan. Uh, um, Mr. Green, right? Mr. Green and. Who's left? Gray. All right. He was Mr. Gray, yeah, wasn't he? That's perfect yeah. for you, yeah. dude. That was, uh, yeah. Robert Why Shaw was Mr. Gray. You know, no, Gray. Robert Shaw was Mr. Blue. He was. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Okay. All right, so Mr. Blue, tell me about backstory when it comes to movies. Well, you know, to me, I think the major problem with, you know, one of the major problems is too much backstory, you know, and I think if you look at, like, I blame the screenwriters, you know, because if you look at all the screenwriter books that come out now, they essentially um, they want you to give more and more backstory for characters. And you know, if you just just look at the example between this version and the later version, you know, where they, you know, Robert, Sh I mean, not Robert Shaw, um, the Walter Matthau character, we know essentially nothing about. Yeah, when we when he's introduced, what's he doing? He's sleeping. He's sleeping. He's sleeping, and like he has this exciting case. But I have a feeling after they go through all and track everything down, a week later, he'll be sleeping on the job again. You know, I mean, he, there's, we don't know anything about him other than that he, he's a cool guy. You know, he's a, he's, he's got well, a he's sense a chill of humor. guy. Yeah, he's right. chill. He's got a sense of humor. And so when they update his character to be played by Denzel Washington, who's also a fine actor. Has a wife has at his, home. Yeah, he's got a wife at home. Bring the, you know. What's, Come on yeah. home and be sure to bring the milk right. with you. Yeah, and that's and that, and and Hassan, how do you feel about He's, uh, having backstory for characters? Isn't a bad thing. Having backstory for characters isn't a bad thing. Now, have you seen both it's, these movies? I have. I've seen both of them. And, and you and you find the backstory in the second one. No, I I mean I like the older one more just because the newer one is more cheesy, but. The the st characters now are driving a lot of story. We're getting so much dynamic, so many dynamic characters, and it's like adding all these layers to the human like mind and stuff like that, and like their life. You know, it's. But it's do like, you, you need know, that to see? What I love about this movie is I don't need any of that. 
Yeah. I know there's a cop who's trying to catch the criminal, Mr. Uh, Blue, yeah. who is a really good criminal. He's leading four of three other people that are on the subway train. Four of them? Four of us. That's right. That's right. There you go. That's why we were able to use the, the colors. We should commit um, a crime. And, you know, the idea is we, they gave him a time limit. You've got, I don't know, I forget what it was. One hour. One hour to um, come up with the money. And I don't care about Walter Matthau's <coughs> wife at home. We don't I, know if he was married or not. We don't know we anything have, about did, him except did he have a key? Did he even have a – I never bothered to look. Does he even have a ring on? I don't even know. I and, know he wore a yellow and shirt and a plaid tie. Did you care more about Denzel Washington because he was corrupt that he was stealing? Dude, that's fine well, for the steal. older movie. It's fine for the older movie that they didn't have any backstory, but they can't remake the mo- this, the movie without like without the backstory because then you can make remake a movie what, shot for shot. What are they going to be They've doing different? That. Like, well, why, but why you, even well, do is it? that why because today's audiences couldn't sit through? I don't think, and I think. This movie's very short. As it, it's as an, it's an hour and a half. Yeah, that's short. It's, it's very, like an episode of Law and Order, pretty much. Like it's, it's longer than an episode of Law and Order, but like... And not a, sp- why not, a special Why not just watch like an epi- a television no. episode or whatever? But I, what my point is, audiences probably wouldn't sit through the 74 the, version wouldn't, now. The, 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 it would be on this, TV. This, yeah, this is a TV movies. episode. Right. It's, yeah. The story's very simple. It's the setup simple. By simple, you mean clean? Clean, yes. Right. It's not... It's very straightforward. Right. And does it follow? Uh, and Sean, you're here for structure for us. Yes, you're a I am. Guy. The we know that we guy. say that every podcast, but it's true. Break down the structure for the us. The structure, the structure is it's very beautiful. It's a it's a very clean. You know, the writer is Peter Stone. I think he's one of the few writers that has won a an Oscar, a Tony, and a. Um, what do you going for him? the egot? Oh, the, yeah. Is it an egot? Is that what it's yeah. called? So he and he. Yeah, he, he's a great writer, and um, it's very clean. You, you get the, the characters are all introduced early. You know, you got the um, they set up. You know, the time clock. The middle the middle act is all you know getting the money there, and then we have the exciting chase at the end, and you know, and hunting down to, and to survive. I mean, it's you know, it's a simple three act structure. There's no problems, and we don't need like in the twenty two thousand and nine version. The backstory for the Garber character, which is the same character, it's Denzel playing Garber, and it was Walter Matthau playing Garber. Yeah, do we he, feel do we like him more well, because he was corrupt? That's right. Yeah. The corruption angle. So now he has a he, he has a um, what do you call it? Uh, he he comes up and he shoots the guy at the end. By the yeah. way, spoilers on all these uh, podcasts. By the way, we don't yeah. you know if you haven't seen the movie by this time, there's nothing we can do for you. But we're going to spoil it. Yeah, you have um, how many redemption? Years did they have so he doesn't to see have this one. The, the, the they 74 have like, version? Yeah. yeah. You know, a long time. 40-something years Something to see like this that. one. And, uh, I so don't want to give away what year we're doing these podcasts. Yeah, we got to stay current. Yeah. There's a lot of sexual harassment going on now. Yeah, exactly. News, that. Nothing, we're not, we won't mention anything like Louis C.K. or anything. That's three. Not at all. Um, <laughs> you know, I never heard of Walter Matthau masturbating in front of anybody publicly. The problem, I but think... But if we were alive back then... Yeah, we don't know. social media, we would know. Probably. I mean, Kennedy yeah. was around in 63. I think there was some hanky-panky <laughs> going on back then. Maybe you should ask Jerry Stiller. I'm sure he knows. Jerry Stiller's in this movie, too. Thank yeah, you. That's you right. He's love great. It. And, oh, that's... Okay. The beauty uh, of it. But I want to get to... Okay, before I get to Jerry Stiller, which brings me to... And I'll get to it. The comedy used in this movie, even though it's a thriller, it isn't over the top. All of it works... Subtly, it's a crime thriller. It's also got some very funny parts to it. I would say one or two are a little over the top. The mayor is one of them. We'll talk about that. But I want to get back to your structure because you told me at one point that the way script writing is taught now, that people can look at a piece of paper and go, if it has the right structure, it must be a good script. Explain that. Oh yeah. Well, now there, you know, in the olden days of Hollywood, the people were essentially who ran the studios. <coughs> Were storytellers, and they had their own instincts. But now, a lot of the people who run the stories, a lot of people who make decisions are like MBAs. They're more money managers. and So, therefore, they rely on, you know, script writing books. Like, right now, the big script book is um, Save the Cat. And if you look through this paradigm, you know, you can see where this has to happen by this page, you know. You know, every every act, every action, they break it down by the page. Now, if you're about to make a movie and you don't, you know, 
I always I read this about a number of, of studio executives about the stress on picking the movies. You know, it is you know that they're afraid because obviously they're investing a huge amount of money. So they trust that these screenwriting books are accurate because it's like, oh, I like the script, but what if it's not any good? And then they can say, well, look at it. It, it. it does everything a good script's supposed to do. So if the movie fails, they can say, well, at least the script I picked was good, you know, because it followed the paradigm. It and um, the first act by 30 minutes in, right? Yeah, it's about so that or a little shorter, you know. And, you know, when I, when I started screenwriting, it was Sid Field's screenplay was the big book. But when you get to these later books like Story and things like that, you know, it really, it was more about developing, you know, the character and all. And movies are always really, whether you like a movie, it really depends on the characters. But how much you have to say about them is, and how much you need to say about them is, is the big problem. I mean, let's take a look at an example of like Casablanca. You know, what do we know about Rick? He ran guns to the... Um, you know, to the communists, the leftists in um, Spain. We knew he was in France. We knew he had all sorts of things, but we don't know whether he was ever married. Well, I, I, we don't know anything about what he did in the United let's States. Let's talk about that for a sec, because Casablanca. I'm sure I've seen it, but I don't remember. Did they ever flash back to the relationship that he had with Ingrid with Elsa? Berg? But nothing before that. But you're looking at a 40 year old man. The guy was probably 40 years old. Right. What happened before the you know the Nazis took Paris? Right. You know, nothing. Right. You know, I mean, we know nothing about that. And if you look at perhaps the most successful film of all time, Gone with the Wind, Rhett Butler, one of the pivotal roles in movie history, all the backstory you hear about him is in two is in two sentences when they're first talking about him. One is that, you know, he's not received by the best families in, in Charleston and that he um he went to the north. You know, he was educated in the north. And, you know, you, what else do you need? Because if you write the characters well, their actions are going to, you know, reflect who they are. You know, but I think now we live in a society where people want more answers. It's sort of like, you know, I was talking to a girl who was writing a, a very talented young writer. And she's not, she's, she doesn't have anything produced, so okay. we don't need the bell. I went for the bell. Just she so has like a female character in it who's like 36 years old and never been married and no discernible boyfriend and I brought her to some other people and we were all just everybody was saying you have to say why she doesn't have a boyfriend way to put her business out there dude yeah she's well, gonna listen to this podcast one day she'll be happy yeah I've yeah, already but why would her. yeah so people need answers yeah people want they answers but the thing is if the story is moving along and then you see her relating to other people you should know why she either does or doesn't have a boyfriend right. you know right so back to back to this one very clean structure we know motivations uh, yeah. garb is trying to solve the crime mr blue is trying to per uh, perpetuate the crime or whatever yeah. he wants his money yeah he's got um you got hostages in there and we got a clock ticking yeah perfect. and and they're able to bring in other characters real characters who add to the story but don't don't slow it down at all including yeah. we talked about uh, jerry stiller yeah. the mayor uh who all have relationships to walter matthau the mayor I was confused about because it just seemed like such a useless role in the movie. Well, did you know Until who Ed Koch was? I didn't. That's yeah. the thing. I was wondering if there was he anything was a, going on around the time. That was a direct uh, impersonation of Ed Koch and how we thought Ed Koch would be in his private, you know, up yeah. in his bedroom. That would have been helpful. To know and to me, that was the most over-the-top uh, comedy in this one because Jerry Stiller had some brilliant lines, some lines mm -hmm. that uh, were just fantastic. And, and, you, and you felt like again, without any backstory, that these guys had a relationship that went on for a long time. Yeah. Including the guy that uh, Garber punches mm -hmm. and knocks down, and I think the actor actually fell down when, he hap when it happened because you see guys grabbing him when he fell because yeah. he said something that got Garber angry. But you knew that they had a relationship. Didn't yeah. I didn't have to see a flashback saying... Did that at a barbecue? Was. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, you, know, you, you just felt like Jerry Stiller and him had known each other forever. And the way they talk to each other. Well, I want to thank you for inviting me over to this barbecue because my mother died last week. And um, you've been kind to me through all these years, especially when we went to college together. 
I'd want to know Princeton. about that. I'd want to yeah. know what they were like in college. Why? Why do you need? I to feel hear like this they probably the got pretty talking, wild. Huh? I think I feel like he probably rocked that same shirt back in college. Too. The yellow shirt. You're, yellow you're obsessed with shirt. that yellow shirt. I'm not obsessed with it. It just sticks out. Like, now in the 2009 version, the shirt that um, Denzel wore is an homage to yeah. whatever. I don't know what. He, I don't know if he's wearing a plaid tie. It's at least yellow. It's something. Al, you're being very quiet about this movie. And I need your thoughts on this movie. Um, um, what, what is there to say? It's very simple. It gets the job done. Take us down the Oregon Trail on this. Yes. What is the, the, the Oregon Trail? I, don't, I mean, it's entertaining. You know, it has. Um, it's very fast paced. Keeps the movie rolling along. What's is there any scene that <clears throat> we're all coughing today? Yeah. We need a. Is there a cough button we need? Or it's is, it's that time just, of the year. I was gonna die this morning. Really? BT do I just dubs. have to edit those out? I think I have to edit those out. So, is there a scene in there that you hated, or is there? How do you feel about the? I don't know the music score. Is there anything in there that? The great this, score this, that is a one of the best scores. Well, ever. I love the score. I love the score. I like the score. I think David Shire. Yeah, D- Mr. Which David Shire. I just Shire. found out from our Oregon Trail friend that um, David Shire also did the music in Zodiac. Really? Which which is not at all like the well, score could, to right, well maybe he was you know learning because yeah how many years apart of those two movies May, yeah or he probably was like learning movies. but I love this speaking of the score I actually play the score when I'm riding in the subway here in D.C. I put the headphones on and I slap that title sequence on and I just go crazy I love it. Do you, I, do you like the score or not like no, the score? No, I hate the score. Why, why do you hate the score? Because the I hate, only person who hates the score. That's crazy. Hey, the score reminds me of Dragnet, which I'm not a big fan, a fan of Dragnet. What's that score? How's that score sound? It's it's all very horn-based and, like, right. it, it's all it's farty horns, score. you know? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. It's farty horns. There's no other timbre. There's no I, other instruments. But it I fits need, for the movie. It's a, it it's, is a very <laughs> 70s score because, it's it's again, it's clean. It's just... If you watch that title sequence with the giant fonts and that, and that, and that soundtrack, it just says everything the movie's about right there, and, and then the credits come up and you're like, it's the same thing. I just don't like horns as a primary instrument in my soundtracks. Well, that's interesting. Interesting. It, it can be there in the background or being a supporting kind of instrument, but I don't like it as a driving force. I'm more of a orchestral. Uh, so you need? Is it big? And how was Zodiac? Was that more orchestral? No, that was more of like. A Trent Reznor soundtrack? It kind of reminded me of the Facebook soundtrack a little bit, just because of the uh, moody piano and stuff. Well, like isn't that. that who does all his soundtracks? Yeah, no, David Fincher's. Yeah. yeah. Dragon Tattoo? I think yeah. they did that one too, right? Yeah, I, I like I like electronic scores. I like orchestral. I just do not like brass I, I, scores. I thought it was fantastic. I'm going to take that again, into account when the next films I pick. I'm yeah. going to keep away from the horn bass Yeah, well, if you, I guess if you want a good review, whatever this is that we do, that... Uh, you know, Al needs no I horns. I am desperate no to win No farty Al's horns, approval. is that what you said? <laughs> no farty horns. No farty horns. Well, there you go. That's the... Uh... Hassan, what do you think about farty horns? I'm, I like I like horns. <laughs> I like, I'm good with horns. Um, I wish there was more cowbell. In I would love to hear more cowbell. <laughs> yeah. I feel like everything could actually... It, it makes it easier cowbell. when you have a fever. Yeah. Okay. Now we're By doing the way, shtick. people. By the way, no shtick in the podcast. <laughs> we are all That's sick a different to podcast. a degree. I just want the audience. My shtick's fine. So uh, let me get back to the movie because we well, keep let, drifting. Let, let me. Uh, well, okay. No, you go get ahead. Back no, to no, the no. Movie. Go ahead. Dive in. No. Um, I think it's it's um, the one thing I really enjoy now watching it is the um, utter political correctness. I mean, the people seem real. The lack of political correctness. The lack the, of oh, lack of yeah. utter lack of yeah. political correctness. I mean. That's, it was that's a New York for you. Period. Well, you we know. had a guy that didn't want any ladies down in the yeah in the subway. The whole thing's gone to hell since they down into yeah, the toilet. But she, but she did. She did in. lose her wedding ring in the sink. Okay? Yeah, that and could the probably, toilet. Right, that would never happen to a dude. It totally yeah. proved him right. Yeah, right. And we have Walter Matthau walking the Japanese head of the uh, subway system in Japan. Japan, who Tokyo. he thinks don't understand anything he's saying. And he's insulting them left and right. And he's insulting the other people too. He like, insults um, everybody. You know, like the Rico, mafia. he goes, right. yeah, it's actually yeah. A dick. for the weekend, he works for the mafia, yeah. you know, and right. and even, you know, I think they call Dolowitz a dumb Polak. They do? Yeah. Yeah, somebody calls him, you know. Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't fly now. Yeah, and, you know, I what I love is he, he is just 
Dolowitz is one of my favorite little characters. Which guy? Which one is he? He's the guy he's that the runs guy, the subway. He's the guy, the little guy, the Kaz, guy that walks. Kaz Dolowitz. Kaz Kaz The crazy dumbass son of a bitch stopped it. He's halfway between stations. What the hell's going on down there? Mental case. I'm going to nail a specter to the goddamn wall for this. Kaz, take it easy, will you? Oh come on! If I gotta watch my language just because they let a few broads in, I'm gonna quit. How the hell can you run a goddamn railroad without swearing? Grand Central Terminal. This is the desk train master. Who the hell's in charge down there? One thing I was thinking is that in a normal movie, because I've been watching some movies lately, big surprise for a guy in the movie podcast, but usually the guy who says something about women or gays or something Dice is always first. the first one to die. And what's amusing about this film is he's <laughs> saying bad things about women and he he's the first one to die. <laughs> but they're not killing him for that reason. They sort of, like, they. no one is judging him for, you know, this film is not judging him for his no, actions. No, the bad guy's He's showing, actually a brave guy. He's trying guy. to get his train back. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's brave got, or he's got, stupid. Brave or stupid. Because, I mean, well, he I just think, thinks he can bluff right into it. Well, not bluff. He doesn't, nobody's ever stolen a, yeah. you know, I think this was 74. I don't know how many hijackings were going on at oh, the time. Oh, back in Probably the 70s, A lot of planes yeah. and stuff. But, you know, a train, that's why they keep saying in the, yeah. They keep talking, why are you stealing a train? Go get a plane. Why are you doing this to me? So he yeah. goes down to get his train back, and he gets shot and killed. And But yeah, I never but, looked at the angle. He was the one talking about women, and he's the first one to get killed. Yeah. He, Interesting. He is probably, yeah, he is definitely um, not politically correct. I, I couldn't tell if the movie was kind of portraying how sexist and uh, prejudiced people were back then, or like... If it was trying to make a comment on... Um, well, I think they were being... Like, even Walter Matthau, who gets on the yeah. phone with uh, McDaniels, Sergeant McDaniels or Lieutenant McDaniels, who's an African-American police officer. Yeah. yeah. But Walter Matthau's talking to him on the phone, so he doesn't know what he looks like. He finally meets him, and what's he say? He's like, oh, I didn't know you were... Uh, so I tall. thought you were taller. Right. I, I, I don't know what right. I I don't know what I thought. McDaniels. Daniels. Oh, I, uh, I thought you were a... Uh, like a shorter guy. I don't know what I thought. Yeah, yeah so they, I really love Julie, you know, Julius Harris who plays him because he's also he's also in a New York that New York James Bond film, um, Live, Live or Let, Let Die. Die, you know, which is sort of like a black exploitation James Bond film. He's in he's that in as it? well. He's one of the um the henchmen in that and it's good to see him in this one and you know, I, I think he's a great actor. I don't, well, they skirted all around racism and sexism in this. They didn't skirt well, around did it. They they, 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 they they dived right in. They dove sexism. right in. That's well, right. The thing I'm asking is, like, did they do that because they didn't notice it was racist or sexist, or because they were trying to like use it as a comment on racism? And no, it wasn't a comment. I think people I th were sexist and racist. I think it was just a reflection so of the times. Yeah, I think it was definitely a reflection like of the times. Yeah, yeah. But again, everybody got their comeuppance, right? So yeah. Kaz gets killed. Yeah. Uh, Walter Matthau finally realizes the Japanese guys understand what he yeah. was saying, and they go, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So he looks like a fool. Hey, what the hell are all these Chinamen doing in here, huh? Holy Christ, I forgot. Johnny, would you take these monkeys up to 13? It is all right, Lieutenant Gaba. I'm sure we can find it by ourselves. And thank you for a most instructive visit, Lieutenant. And most exciting, too, Lieutenant. Most exciting. Most exciting. Looks like a fool all around. He's the smartest guy in the room. He solves the crime. He's not. Hey, a fool. let's not forget Mr. Um, Hector Alonzo is kind Mr. of a racist What's too. His Mr. Brown is the one guy that stuttered, and Mr. Um, Gray, Mr. Gray, Gray. you know, ah. hits the hits the black guy in the eye with the um, gun. Give me, Mr. Yeah, well, Ray. he's well, he's a racist pig, right? And sexist. He was doing it all. Yeah, yeah. He had it all. And the mafia. Yeah, he, 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 he got kicked out of the mafia. He could have banged that girl and not right. and still do his job. He got yeah. and he got his comeuppance. Yeah. What happened to him? Mr. Gray, will you bring that dumb back here? Please? What if something's not wrong? What if they're waiting for us up there? I want some heavy artillery with me. Mr. Gray, I won't ask you again. Blow it out of your ass, Mr. Blue. That twenty buck buck hooker, the twenty dollar uh -huh. hooker. Yeah, they made yeah. fun of hookers too. He couldn't get a kiss for. Well, I mean, bucks. listen, listen. All the subway. It's like any subway movie, any bus movie. If you look at Speed, if you look at this one, 
they're all stereotypes, right? You have to have the old Jewish guy. You got to get the lady that's drunk. You got to get the $20 hooker. You got to get the Spanish lady. You got to have the, you know, it's just, you go, go through the You got to have the homosexual. You know, that's the funny is thing. There a homo- is there homosexual? Yeah, which it is. One's if you homo- look at the credits in the film, and I was just looking at the IMDb, it, it, uh, there is a guy listed as the homosexual, you know, the mother, you know, the alcoholic, the right. pimp. What's wrong, dude? Ain't you never seen a sunset before? And I'm sitting there thinking, I've seen this film dozens of times, and I didn't know one of them was gay. Well, you should have pretty good gaydar. Well, you but couldn't you know, I tell. I mean, I, which one did they say? You don't know which one? I don't know. No, there's a couple they, of guys on there. That, there's not a picture on the IMDb of which yeah. one it is. Was it the guy screaming when the red lights weren't switched over? I mean, that's – how do you know? That I mean, was the rabbi, know? wasn't it? No, no, there no. was an old Jewish guy who was saying they're yeah. gonna go. Don't worry, they're gonna go red. I've they been on here forever. Go. Right? Yeah. They gotta. They're not, but they're oh, and they had the uh, the the yo not the yoga lady, the uh, lady that was meditating. Yeah, um, she was the hippie. The hippie, right? That, and they yeah. had the uh, well, the other thing they did too. Okay, so you talk about sexism and all that, but they had a a cop that was on the train that everybody knew there was an undercover cop. Yeah, and they they kept saying it must be a it must be a, a lady cop because she's not doing anything. Yeah. Right, so that kind of fed into because they said, you know what? It, no, it must be a lady because yes. she's not doing anything. Well, what's that cop going to open up? Right. Well, what do you expect? There's all those machine guns, and for all we know, it's a woman. Right. You know. Right. So that yeah, that and was that the plays time. that was a reflection, and when... frankly, it's a reflection of times now. It's not much different. Yeah. Except people are now a little more politically correct in the movies. They're not going to say it. That's right. <laughs> you know, you couldn't make Blazing Saddles now. Okay, no. we'll just talk about that one. This I played that could... in my backyard, and my neighborhood's a mixed neighborhood. And, you know, we got those speakers going and yeah. all. And I'm sitting there thinking, this might have been a mistake. That could be a problem with that movie. <laughs> you guys haven't seen that. I haven't. I'm, I'm pointing at the the millennial and the – you haven't seen it? I have not, no. And you haven't seen it. I Hassan, haven't seen I'm pointing it, but I want to see it. I, well, we're going we're, – Sean and I are going to do a 16-millimeter uh, film Sc- screening for you guys, and we may actually do a live podcast while we're watching that because I think that would be pretty funny. Yeah, I think that would be a great idea. So, um, and we'll watch it on Back to this. Film. I want to get into – I want to talk about cringing. the difference between this one and the 2009, yeah. right? And specifically about um, extra characters that are in the 2009 version. Now, they're, they're kind of the same characters in – I'm talking specifically the mayor. Okay. Yeah. Now the mayor in the 1974 version had a very important part where he had a he had to come up with the money. He had to approve the money. He only had one job to do. One job to get the money that they could get down there in time. And he was comic relief and he had one and, job. That's right. Now in the 2009 version the mayor was played by whom? James Gandolfini. And what did James now now explain to me the 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 scenario when you put someone that high profile in a movie that's an just sort of a side character. What do they have to do in the movie to well, make him? I mean, I'm I'm only guessing, but you know, I have been in situations where you change roles when you get a bigger actor, and you have to. Ex- my guess is that they expanded this role when they knew they could get him. But he's probably if he were looking at that original role, he's like, "Why would I want to be that guy?" So not only did they ex- expand him, you see him on the subway, they give him more of a character. Then in the in one of the straight, you know. The mayor in the original film, you know, went down to the site, but he never addressed the killers. This film, well, he he no, they didn't even show him go down to the they site. They didn't, but he did go down to the site. So he hear the get booing. Booed. He didn't want to get booed, right? Yeah, you hear the booing well, in the background. The booing, oh, the mayor's and, and here. Ah, oh, the mayor's right. here. But the right. mayor doesn't interact with the hijackers. In this film, because you got Gandolfini, of course he's going to interact with them. You know, they say, "Hey, I'll trade." all these people for you and so he gets to um, have a decision and doesn't he actually solve the crime or doesn't yeah, he actually and that's just, now the mayor the, the mayor in the have, 2009 we have all these police characters in the film including you know we got denzel washington you know and but who figures out who the guy is just based on that he was dating a um he was dating a um a pr person butt or model or something oh. yeah and um butt model an ass model or something i think who Gandolfini wasn't? No, in the, no. The, oh, John Travolta, Travolta character. Yeah. Like one of the most important things, finding the identity of the people, is given to a tertiary character. It's only because they got a big actor. Right, and then, you're right. You don't you know, do so that. Think, right. The hero usually figures it out. Maybe his sidekick. You know, the mayor was neither of those in right. this film. Well, they were just expanding the role 
to fit, to fit the actor. To fit the actor. Well, in the in the in the seventy four version, yeah, the mayor does his thing, and that's it. You don't see him. You don't hear from him ever again. They get the money down there, which is the other. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. The transportate the transporting the money from wherever bank they get the money Federal to, Reserve. to the train. Yeah. Now compare and contrast those two scenes, where they're <laughs> speeding in a car, police car. Mm-hmm. Both scene, both movies, they get an accident. Now the accident in the '74 version, they kind of slam into some shed, and the car yeah, flips over. Yeah, a little newspaper kiosk. Flips like over, motorcycles. right? Motorcycles. They yeah. hit a motorcycle, maybe. And the, tell me what happens in the Hassan in the 2009 version. What happens in that car chase or that I, car? I, I it wasn't a chase. That. It was a. I don't remember that. You don't remember. You and don't like, remember the cars flipping over seventeen times. It's and like going they up fall over off a bridge, a bridge it right. falls over. It, it happens burst so often in now in theaters. That That's it, what I'm saying. So you are you don't even remember the car flipping over eighteen times, landing on a bridge, falling off the bridge, down and spinning <laughs> in the right. No, it, it was Tony Scotted or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, right. and, and and it's unbelievable how things are ginned up now. I guess to keep. I mean, that's this was exciting enough. We had people's lives at stake. This this it film well, the seventy four was exciting enough. There was no need to add all that. Um, I wouldn't I call it exciting. It. You wouldn't oh, call it exciting. I thought the I ending was like at the edge of my seat. You weren't at the edge of the seat. You didn't. You thought that everything was going to be okay. I knew everything was going to be okay. They shot a hostage. Yeah, because they didn't get there in time. They shot Kaz. Fat Kaz. Well, first they shot Kaz, then they shot the conductor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of figured he would die anyway. I thought I really cared yeah. about the characters. I was, I was, I, I always. You couldn't I'm care about tense. anyone. Well, when that poor conductor realized that, when they said, "Mr. Conductor, stand yeah. up, please," and, I and cared Robert about the Shaw doing that. Kids. Robert Shaw, but look, can we talk about Robert Shaw for a second? Yeah. How good was he in the in this movie? He was terrific. Right. He. Wait, was, was this before this he was loaded all the time? This was the same time. No, this oh. was all. This was Jaws was seventy four, so it was probably Jaws came out in seventy four. So obviously they were shooting Jaws probably while this one was going. I don't know how it, I don't know how it all works, right? So this movie, uh, Pelham came out in seventy four, same as Jaws. So uh, and Robert Shaw's in both movies. Yeah, you could hardly you could hardly do better if he, if it was if all he ever did was Jaws in this movie. You know, he'd be, you know. Well, I, I, I love them in both. And this one, he... And then, sadly, he didn't live that long. Well, he died in 70... Yeah, he, did, he, di- he died at a very young, yeah. young age. But, you that know, was he was in a lot of those British, yeah. like World War II. He died in, he died in 78. But again, years all old. we knew about him in this movie was... He was, he he was, was a, in The Sting, too. Yes. He was the bad guy in The Sting. He's a good bad guy. And Russia from Love. He killed, you know, right. the Russian agent. Wasn't he? Yeah, he... Who, who, like um, you st- that movie started off with a false start where you see James Bond going around and somebody kills him, and you know, but then it turns out it was just a person wearing James Bond mask. Oh. And it's a rare Does that have anything that to do with happens. the movie uh, Two Parrots with Love? The John Two Travolta par- movie? Yeah, I hope they're related. Uh, you're bringing up Travolta movies. It's John Face Travolta off. redoing all the Face Off Robert is my favorite John Travolta movies. movie. Face Off is your favorite Travolta movie. Well, can I be honest? Not look who's talking to. No, you ever seen uh, Blowout? No, I love Blowout. That's that's a good Travolta movie. Yeah. Grease is a great Travolta movie, but you know it's different. We'll have to show Blowout. Blowout is really it's good. a rip off of Blow Up. Well, it's it's, a, it's not a, it's an homage. What about Michael? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I can uh, I can't really watch John Travolta. I've, I saw him a long time ago in this one movie. It was like called like Civil or something. Oh, this, I love that movie. What? Uh, I know what you're talking about. It's um, he, he plays a lawyer who uh, does the water treatment thing in Medford, the pollution. No, the, uh, there's one where he's like, in the movie, racism is flipped. And oh, that's White oh. Man's Burden. Oh, White Man's Burden. Oh my God, I saw that in the movies. That was awful. I think and you I know I didn't leave, really but I should have. What about Primary Colors? <laughs> yeah, that he was, was good as Clinton's. He's a good actor. He, you know, he you know, Pulp Fiction brought him back. Um, no, I'll tell you, my favorite Travolta film is, um, other than Greece, of course, is. Um, I got all this love for Greece. They're multiplying. That's Greece. No, that's yeah, Greece that's Greece. He was, was Greece. Greece. Yeah, no, Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, well, you know what? I never liked Saturday Night Fever. Really? Never cared it's for such it. A, it's such in its time. That's a movie that's just. You in know, its I saw time. Greece on Saturday Night Fever. As a, at a double feature, you did. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say? But what um, no, um, get get shorty, the original, not the bad sequel. Right. 
Did you watch the TV series Get Shorty? No. I, I liked the movie so much I didn't want to watch the series. The, the, the TV series was good. Very you know, good. He, different take on it. Different yeah. take on it. But well done. Yeah, I like Get Shorty a lot. Okay, enough of Travolta. Except that... Except that, you know what I really hated him in? Uh, taking, taking a film, film one, two, three. <laughs> good. Way to My get us God, back. he could hardly be worse. Well, well you but compare again, him to is that Robert his Shaw. Fault? Is that his fault or writing? Because or direction, if or direction, because let's talk about. I bet he he was a big enough star at that time that he was making some of those decisions on how to take the. Character. Because again, his character was 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 a stockbroker or something, right? Yeah, so you could tell was, by the prison lingo he was using, right? That he was definitely a big stockbroker. So he, you know, but he's also wasn't he like communicating to the outside world on a computer or something while that was no, going on? Oh, don't, no, don't bring the computer fish? thing into it. <laughs> oh, my God. You just bring up, <laughs> is this just a Travolta fest for you? What's no, I Swordfish, I think. I, I only remember parts of it. Swordfish? Well, which but, parts? Halle Berry's parts? Yeah, yeah. just the part with ha- Halle Berry. Okay, there you go. See, I thought that was pretty... We, we shouldn't even say They've that. They've already established that there's that. no internet in the what? tunnel. Yeah, how can they? Right. Yeah, they, they guy, established that there's no internet in the tunnel. Meanwhile, this guy is Some kid is right, live streaming. And you know, Travolta's watching the news of it, and the networks are running the live stream when right. they get it, and he doesn't He doesn't ever switch around. Whatever networks he's watching, we're sitting there making that editorial decision. Hey, we're running this story about this hijacking. Hey, we could get this live feed of well, inside that, the train, but, but let's not do it. Isn't that you also Gondolfini was watching that live feed and heard the voice? Was that how he did it? I think he may have heard it earlier. Okay. Yeah. We probably so, should have watched the new version. We don't need to watch the new well, version. Well, you know what? I saw it once. That's all I needed. I wanted to see it to compare, but that's all. I, I recently know. watched it, too, to compare it. But here's another thing. They wanted to go higher. It wasn't bad enough that the guy was greedy. You know, it was an indictment. The film was an indictment of capitalism, essentially. The second one. The second one. It's not enough well, that the, the guy this, kills this people. This was after the uh, recession, right? Yeah. 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 I, I have not seen the remake, so. You didn't? No. Oh, man, you should definitely not it. see it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> should, yeah. should I track I down the TV you don't movie? See it. No, the TV I movie. I saw the, the TV movie. The third Hellraiser film before I would watch <laughs> well, it again. I did see the TV the TV movie with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio played Mr. Blue. Mm-hmm. And that was a, and, and the only different that the, what they shifted female was that no, well, they had the, they added a female detective that was with Garber. Mm-hmm. They were going more, uh, Garber character was more of a psychological, like he was where, where, where Matha was just a detective. Yeah. You know, obviously he's using psychology and all that stuff to get what he wants, but he's just a detective. Well, if they're so writing they, it for TV, they need they definitely need to add backstory and more. No, there was no well, there the was characters. no backstory, but they added more characters. So okay. Lauren Bracco played Lorraine Bracco. Lorraine Bracco played her, the, the Garber's partner. I don't know if his name was Garber in the thing. I don't think it was. They added a woman as Mister Miss Brown was a was a woman who ends up on the in the train befriending a woman who had two kids. They added two kids in the TV one that. The uh, uh, Mr. Wait a minute. One of the one of the I hadn't seen this film in a very long time. One of the hijackers is a woman. Yes, Miss. She played Mr. Brown. They probably called him Mr. Brown. Oh, that shows the, how that show, shows how things have liberated. Show. Well, that was nineteen ninety. I don't know when that, that was came a out. Television show. Yeah, a television movie. The, no, here it shows here. women's liberation. Well, she couldn't have gotten that job back in the old days. So they were they were okay. That's great. I don't know she would have been stuck to being a secretary, or maybe. Well, they her. killed her off pretty. You know, I think okay. she because Brown gets killed in, in in our version as well. I say our version. Yeah, I didn't do it, but the '74 version. Yeah. Uh, and the only other it was it was it was amazing. Did they give her a stutter? No, she didn't stutter. But yeah. she, you know, they did. There was some backstory because the reason she was trying to help the she was trying to help her kids get through cancer. The conductor on the train was a woman too. That was the other thing. Oh, okay. But what they did is they added these two little kids that the conductor yeah. befriended because it was maternal, and then the Miss Miss Brown was maternal to the conductor. The Tony Scott version up, sounding better. But they end up <laughs> they end up shooting the conductor lady, uh-huh. and Miss Brown goes crazy. It was much like the. It was more like the '74 version. I'm talking about the TV show now, yeah. without any of the humor, zero yeah. humor. It was straight up. Well, that was the great thing about this movie. One, for one thing, when you cast, um, you know, Walter Matthau as a detective. Now he'd been doing around this period detective work. Well, he, yeah, he like, did, he um, did some serious, like played, um, laughing detective. Right. And there was a there was another crime film where he robbed a bank where. That would mob was storing its money. I forgot that was a pretty good one, but mostly he was a comic actor. 
So, well, he didn't start off that way, you know. No, remember, no, and, but um, he, was, he had he had a talent for it. Yeah. Well, again, it's humor based in reality too. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't waka waka waka. Although yeah. he got that way towards the end with the odd couple stuff and yeah, some of the other stuff he did. Grumpy towards the old end. man. He did. He was in Grumpy Old Man. That was yeah. with Jack Lemmon and him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah, and he, that one and, where and, dance instructors on a cruise ship. That's grumpier old men. That's no, no, grumpier. No, this was another one. I forgot what it was called. Well, he also did um, uh, Bad News Bears. Yeah. So he was funny in that. But again, he's drunk drinking beer on the given given kids. Again, beer. that the I, new Bad News but, Bears wasn't bad. But there was Billy no. Bob they didn't, well, but Billy Bob is wild. So that was how they. Walter Matthau was actually serving kids beers in the dugout. Well, I, I saw you serving kids beer. You gave one to Hassan. Yes, well, well, he's a you know he's he's old enough. I, I don't I do, I am I do not have a beer right now in case my mom. Is it's listening. gone. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Did you text your mom yet in this? She, she Let her know what's I going am. on. It's okay. <laughs> We're all going to get T-shirts that said, "I'm texting my mom." I just want to point out that Ralph, although you gave Hassan a beer, he did not drink it. He gave it to just Al, <laughs> who's like sucked down a few of them. This is true. That's true. So, back to my movie. Back to your movie. And Walter Matthau and the, the humor in this. The humor is all based in, like I said, relationships. So his relationship with Jerry Stiller. And, and that carried to the when Jerry is talking to Mr. Blue, who also had a relationship with Gorber, mm-hmm. albeit it's cop going after the criminal, but they had a relationship to the point where Gorber wasn't on the phone one time. Jerry Stiller gets on the line, and Mr. Blue says, where's, where's Gorber? This is Pelham, when I'm the garber. Even great men have to pee. Yeah. <laughs> or something to that right? effect. And it's just so good. It's, and I'll tell you just... what, the conversations are between Garber and Gray are all very believable, as opposed to, um, you know, they don't go into their personal, you know, unlike... Well, again, Travolta's uh, screaming and... Yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, you're Catholic, and they're getting yeah. into all this sort of like... Well, it's cut. If you look at the way that's cut, with yeah. the Tony Scott just flying all over the place... The 74 Pelham is just straight up, point the camera, let them talk, let the dialogue happen. But it looked great. Look great. That was a really great cinematography right. job. But again, simple. I liked it better than the cinematography of the Scott version, which I thought was well, too Well, I flashy. mean, if you like Tony Scott, I mean, that's what he does. I mean, I like, what was that? He did Enemy of the People, right? Enemy, Enemy of the State. State. How do you feel about Baz Luhrmann? Oh, I think he's very colorful, but I like his earlier <laughs> films better. Where'd that come from? Well, he said too, he's, Tony Scott was too flashy. Yeah, but Baz is flashy like musical flashy. Yeah, right? I mean, that's yeah, acceptable in, in, in a musical. No, any movie. Look at Man on Fire. Look yeah. at um, uh, True Romance, which is actually one of his more subdued yeah. versions, but that's when he was just starting to get look going. Look at Natural Born Killers. Oh, sorry, he didn't do that one. No, he did not. Yeah. Not oh. giving anything away. That we may end up doing that. Well, that's a lot of formats going on in that movie. Yeah. But anyway, we digress. Um, so again, this movie is in the wheelhouse for me for reality. Um, it's a it's a brilliant crime thriller, right up to the end. And like you said, in um, the 2009 version, the mayor has to solve the crime. They don't solve this crime in the 74 version until the last frame of the movie. Yeah, with the famous sneeze, and then. That music begins. And then it hits. Farty horns. Like a a truck it hits. And you know that little schmirk that that Walter Matthau gave. Which he's great at. I love love me some Walter Matthau. I I just want to say, I think um, this would be a nice view on like AMC or or, uh, Turner Movie Classics. Like to watch it on TV, it would be good. Well, I mean, I think you could say that. I, I, I think if you're like... Going to pay thirteen dollars to go to the movie theater. Back then, it would you be like might not want to. That that it might. wouldn't have been a nickel. This wasn't done in nineteen twenty, <laughs> and a movie only got a turn. And you see the horse. Look at the horses jogging. That costs a nickel. The horses jogging around. The thing is spinning. That's a nickel. Oh man, times were so been, much right. simpler back then for y'all. <laughs> that was entertainment. Yeah. Right. This, you know, probably back in the day was three fifty, maybe. No, I but think that's not the just point. Like $2. But that's not the point. I mean, yes, most movies that were done in the seventies wouldn't play now. They'd be and, and well, I, I disagree. You don't think Godfather would play now? No. Oh, Godfather would definitely play. I now. don't know. I think it would be too long. 100%. I think it would be too not long and not cut fast enough. Yeah. They'd give it to Tony Scott. I mean, you I'm, here's Sorry. the question: Would, would, would millennials sit and watch The Godfather? Yes. Probably. No. Why? <laughs> 
Why? <laughs> I don't buy that because how many movies have come out and failed that that are supposed to be that, that the audiences just don't. They're too slow. They're too yeah. There's more. Places. I know lots of millennials. A lot of people I work with who are in the business have not seen The Godfather. Never seen The Godfather. Never seen French Connection. Yeah, never seen The Godfather. Let's get on the list. French Connection isn't like a staple. It was the best picture I'm about to throw you off the podcast. (laughs) Okay, this podcast was designed to pay tribute to movies that Sean and I watched in the 70s. We invited you guys in, and you don't say things like that, okay? And we're going to make you watch The French Connection. Connection. That's like somebody saying something bad about Little Miss Sunshine. Well, oops. <laughs> Watch it, Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't talk about Miss Sunshine. No, but yeah. I mean, movies, you're right. People well, are allowed not to see part three of The Godfather. I agree with that. It's, Although it's I, sinful I, if they I, one I enjoyed part three, but not <coughs> not as much as I enjoyed. People would go yeah. see to pay jobs in the movie theater. If it was released now, they still go see shark movies. That's um, okay, but what, that's different. What shark that's movie different. was in theaters last? That, uh, the one forty-seven with, uh, feet Blake, below. Or that one and Blake. Lo- Blake, what's her name? The um, Shallows. Oh, the Shallows. Right. What about Shark? Oh, Sharknado's on TV. <laughs> uh, you yeah, know, right, notice right, how they right, all right, put right. those shark movies out the same week as Shark Week on oh, the Discovery uh, Channel. People love people love and hate sharks. And or Shark sure. Fest on National <laughs> Geographic. They all love sharks. We're different. Good. But to say that people wouldn't go Zodiac, well, people didn't go. People, people didn't go and see that one either. They didn't go. They, they didn't went to go. see Seven. Well, Seven. That, Did that they? Was, how was Seven's box office? Numbers? No, that that, that made money. Good. I think it made. I, think I it made paid money. to see it twice. Yeah, I'd, I'd see that again. I'd yeah. see that in the movie theater again. I'd see Zodiac in the theater again. I would yeah, see this if they did a revival now. of this one, seventy-four oh, version. TLC's like TCM's putting out. You know, revivals. Yeah. I would see they do cruises. Yeah. They do movie cruises. I would Can go on a movie that? cruise oh if they showed that this movie. Awesome. Yeah. No, I don't think this, I don't think an audience wouldn't go. Like a revival of Taking of the Pelham from 74 yeah. might play. Jaws played. They did a 30 anniversary of Jaws. People went to see it. Of course, they projected it on video. Probably yeah. a DVD was playing. I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. One, th- one film that people would always get audiences, because I had... I lived this near this theater in Baltimore called The Senator, and they would have these big revivals. And one film that always got a crowd was 2001. I don't get it that. Would, it would, people would come, literally people to get would high? come from five states to see To it. get high? What would they do? People that? would drive down from New York to see that on the big screen at the Senator. It's amazing. You know? I, I think people would go see Clockwork Orange. Was that, that was oh, God. 70s, right? Yeah, but I took 40 people. That might be 68, I, actually. No. No, that's, that's 2001 like is 68, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is like seventy one or seventy two. I took um I took forty people. I had a thing called Baltimore Film Club. We had like forty people to see Clockwork Orange at the Charles and um we got out and had, we had a thumbs up, thumbs down vote. Every guy, thumbs up. Every girl, thumbs well, down. That movie is should brutal. not be a surprise. That movie yeah. is brutal. But it's a very you know, it's a it's a You great talk about movie. the penis in uh in, in um <laughs> Louis C.K.? Not Louis C.K. Whoop. That's four. Uh, the penis in um, Birdman. Yeah. You know, Ed Norton's penis. The penis uh, they the, use the, in the boner. boner. Yeah. They, they rape, you know, you they the beat boner. the guy with that yeah. giant penis statue. I mean, why? Of course. Yeah. I mean. And they rape women. It's just like, you know, it's gleefully. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, you couldn't. Again, that's another movie that. And that's, that's something we should. We should probably see that movie and discuss it because I think there are some great themes in that movie and, and ideas worth exploring. But you got to ask yourself: Is the content so reprehensible that it overwhelms the? Um, well, let's ask our resident um, uh, nihilist over there, Al, Mister Gray. Just yes. Al. Um, Brown. The violence in those movies. There's no violence in '74. Uh, there is people getting shot, right? But it's not over the top. I'm talking about Pelham. Yeah. Yeah. Not over the top. Yeah. Um. Well, it would have been different if they got shot and their car flipped off a bridge, well, that, broke into flames. That's and, a 2009 and kindergarten. But, you know. but, like, two, you're talking about Clockwork Orange. Audiences today, you think they could handle that movie? Yeah, I mean, I think those... A that, general audience? No, it would no. never... It took me a while because, like, well, I started... I mean, what what I do you consider no a general idea. audience? Like, I mean, people... People go to the mall. People at the go mall. to the mall. I'm not talking about going to find an art house. People who go well, look I for mean, movies. Well, I mean, people go see the Saw movies. That Those make a uh, lot of money. I think that, that's different yeah, because yeah. it's not realistic. But that it's, is, like, yeah. dumbed-down violence. That's just awful. 
That's this porn. was like this was uh, Clockwork Orange was like it was it was like disgusting and real like the but it's not real again like you you and your realism and that movie was there's that movie very surrealistic yes yeah Which Clockwork one? Orange yeah I mean come on I thought I thought it was like a little too much at first and it wasn't until like later that I realized okay they really wanted to show how bad this guy was so they could have to like conform him. But well, I mean, that's the th- I mean, the theme is yeah. it's yeah. breaking somebody down, and you know, you, you, but, but sorry, but every it took every me a every get past the first Kubrick few movie has some theme that he's yeah, it's all supposedly buried it's all about, way in there. Well, it's all about the you know dehumanization. You know, what's the theme? They of, made him good, right? Uh, let's. Yeah, I, I want to talk about my movie. Yeah. What's the theme, Sean? There, Anybody uh, answer this, Mister Gray, Mister yeah. Green, yeah. Mister Brown? <laughs> I'm Mister Brown. Mister Just. What's the theme of the 1974 Pelham? There is no theme. There is it's no, a crime. It's, it's just it's a, a crime procedural. drama. Yeah. What's, there's no subtext. It's like there's we have no, to get the it, money to them or they're going to kill people. It's an episode of Law & Order. Is that it's, a bad it's, thing? It's a good episode of it's Law & Order. It's a very good episode of Law & Order. Is that a bad thing? You said it like it's a bad Can thing. Can we put that Law & Order thing in when, when that comes <laughs> out? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> doom, doom. You is said it, that like it's a bad thing. Law & Order to me is very boring. It's, it's, it's by the book every time. I, I mean, at, le- can, at least I'm, I'm so I simple. I love. I, I could least, sit and watch. At least this had comedy. Like I enjoyed the comedy in this. Like because I did not expect. I wouldn't call it comedy. I would call it humor. Humor. Yes. Okay. I called it banter. Oh, good definition. Is that? Yes. Did I do well? No, I think that's great because you know a lot of times people. Yeah, you know, I think it's humor. It's yeah. not really comedy. Right. Comedy is comedy. Be a pie in the face. That's yeah. comedy. Waka waka waka. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so Law and Order has not no comedy, no humor. Right, Law and Order. So this is not a Law and Order episode. I guess I'm arguing, like high, I'm arguing with you. This feels like a high-budget Law and Order episode. Okay, but, with but humor. again, okay, let's, with humor. But again, <laughs> dun, dun, because dun. they don't go. So in the end of the 2009 version, Garber shoots Mr. Blue in the gut, kills him at the end. It's Garber's redemption. Yeah. Right. What does Garber do at the end of the 74? Does he kill Mr. Blue? Who kills Mr. Blue? No, Mr. Blue kills himself for no apparent reason. Except that he knew he was caught, and he wasn't going to go back to prison. I bought that. Were, were I, they not I, allowed I, to show people, himself. or were they not allowed to show the good guys killing the bad guys back then? Yeah. Because that no, happened. No, that was, I think, and as a matter of fact, I think Pelham was the first movie that they, they gave a, an, an R rating, which is why for the, the mayor for the language does that shit piss. He does that whole list of swears yeah. that you couldn't say normally. He, he laid out the whole thing. The buck stops with you. Oh, shit. God help us. Shit. Piss. Fuck. It's weird because, like, in Marathon Man, too, the bad guy kills himself. So it's like, were they No, he just didn't. Like, the bad guy fell down the steps and... No, he didn't kill himself. Yeah, he rolled down the steps and garroted himself with his, the, you know, and the little diamond fell out of his yeah. stomach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was one that I the... I missed that part. Oh, no, I want to get right. Mr. Al. Al. Mr. Mr. Um, Call him Al. Mr. Gray, can I call you Al? Yeah. I keep using that joke. Just Al. Every time I say that joke, you have to sing the song. Thank you. He killed himself because he was going to go back to prison, and he wasn't going to go back to prison. Well, we don't know if he's ever been. He just didn't want to And Garber was like, remember he said he was going to bribe him with the money? Yeah. And Garber says, I've had my take. Yeah, my accountant told me I've taken all. But Garber didn't roll and do a ninja roll and shoot him in the stomach. I'm not not asking for a ninja roll. I'm asking for like. By the way, is that, can I say ninja roll or is that? (laughs) I don't know. Is is that a sushi item? I don't know. Anyway. I, I just think. You wanted him to fight his way out? Yeah, I wanted him to try. I just don't, I don't see why you would, he has the money at that point. He he's met his goal, so why wouldn't he try to get out of it rather than just kill himself? Had the drop. I think on he him. had the drop on him. Yeah, Garber well, had the think drop about on it him. This way, what if he did, and then Garber just shoots him in the leg or something, and then he ends up being in jail with a bum leg? That's even worse. Yeah, it doesn't help you. I in the love shower. the button they added at the end of that scene, though. Too okay. Yeah. So Garber comes in, Mister Gray, uh, Mister Blue electrocutes himself. He puts a foot on the third rail. Oh, by the way, that brings up the only picayune thing I have about this movie. <laughs> the only thing that bothered me about this movie. When Mr. Blue electrocutes himself and he flops down, right? So he's, mm-hmm. you can see Robert Shaw's eyes look to where he's going to fall. 
<laughs> and it drives. Next time you see the movie, I hope I don't ruin it for everybody. Watch that scene because if he really electrocuted himself, he was only himself, faking his death. You see exactly. that? Answers if he that really thing. was going to electrocute himself, and he did what he, you know, he would flop, and you wouldn't see. It. But you know that Shaw's looking for the mattress because he doesn't want. They were they shot that down in a subway, yeah, uh, an abandoned I, subway. I, I thing, guess so because they, like. I, he he's a mercenary who's like been in Africa doing but he's, dirty he doesn't deeds. have his gun. His gun is. It doesn't got... matter. You would think he would have some training in order to get out of the Here situation. Here we go. These guys need. <laughs> these guys need. You know, yeah. Spider Man. I don't know. I don't know what you need. It's okay. That's why force, this film. I want to see Mathau force Shaw's face onto the third there rail, and the face melts. Again, the reason I love these movies is they're based in some sort of reality. <laughs> yeah. Now, now right? the ending of the uh, the but, Tony Scott version is absolutely ridiculous. Because he's, like, pointing a gun at him. Now, for one thing, the police are all suspect that that um, Denzel Washington is corrupt. And therefore, they are also thinking he could be in on it. There's, they hint that they think he could possibly be in on it. Right. So what's the idea that Denzel... So then, but the thing is, you know, if you've... You know, I know the police. You know, I know the FBI. I've done work with them. With them. You know, and that, I'm sorry, but that's a that's a name drop. I didn't. Well, FBI. That's pretty yeah, good. Okay, yeah. Whoa, the FBI. It, is, it isn't like I've done a number of narrative shorts that have won a combined six Emmys for yeah, the yeah. FBI. Oh, give that what? what was that local or national Emmys? <laughs> Doesn't matter. They were regional, How many do you have, Al? Damn it, I'll take those I Emmys. Have zero. There you go. So you know so, what? Yes, they were regional Emmys. <laughs> Next but one, they wait, were on wait, wait, national wait. broadcast on the Pentagon. Yeah. When Al, when you do your movie, or next time you do your movie, <laughs> bring your major awards that you've won, okay. or any participation okay, but, awards but that you've won. Bring this, those in. There is no way they're going to let two, one a, for sure a criminal, and the other a civilian, point guns uh, at well, each other. Again, they would never. They would again. He would. They would tell him to put his gun down, or they would shoot. They would not do let you see what happens one person when, right. shoot another person. Do you see what really happens when people pull guns out in in real life? People go mental. They don't yeah. sit there and wait and watch it happen. And all yeah, that. they would just so, shoot them. Right. So Walter doesn't want to shoot. He's being using his brains. And he, you know, even even grimaced when he electrocuted. Yeah. But the button on that scene, which I just thought gets back to the sexism of the movie, if we're going to say that, mm-hmm. is remember the the um, the undercover cop jumped out, and you realize he gets up and it's a it's a long haired undercover cop, yeah, shoulder length hair. Yeah. Who jumps out of the train? He's actually the guy that kills Mr. Brown, yeah, and causes Mr. Blue to shoot Mr. Gray, yeah, take his money. So Alonzo's gone, Mr. G- Mr. Gray is gone. The only one left now is Mr. Green, who is the ex uh, motorman, motorman who set the you know helped set the whole thing up. So he's the only one that gets out. <coughs> but Walter sees someone laying on the tracks with long hair, with yeah. long hair, and leans over and says, "Hang on, ma'am." <laughs> We're gonna, now it's the it's yeah. the it's the cop with the long hair and it just it, it buttons everything. She up. was a little different than what he expected, right? You know. And then the final button of the movie, and we'll we'll wrap this up, is when they catch Mr. Green with the sneeze. So through the whole movie, Mr. Green has been sneezing into the microphone, like this show where I've been coughing right. into the microphone. And uh, Garber kept saying, "Gazintite, Gazintite." Yeah. Yeah. And what happens at the end? They they have Mr. Green in his house. He seems to get off. He, he hid the money in the oven. They didn't find the money. As they're closing the door, after he's ranted at them about accusing him. Yeah. If he had just let him go. Just, right. If he had just shut up, but he's ranting about how can you do this to me because he had a past indiscretion with them, and that's why they're checking on him. As they're closing the door, the big sneeze happens. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? What do you hear? That stupid theme song. Some farty horns. Yeah. Bum. Yeah. End of movie. Perfect movie all wrapped up. Perfect movie. You know, this is... Um, In my mind, a perfect movie. You know, I, I when I think of procedurals from the 70s, I think the two big ones in my mind are this one and um, French Connection, which won Best Picture 71, if I'm not mistaken. And All the President's Men. Which is a procedural in a different way, yeah. but again, very straightforward. I know, but straightforward. Yeah, but uh, you know, French Connection. There was. Um, uh, I'm trying to think the one with. Um, there's another one with. Um, what's oh, sorry, not the French this. Connection too. No, no, that was good though. No, the there's one the I'm just trying Connection to think. Too? Yeah, there's a sequel. You're thinking of Seven Ups or Serpico? Seven Ups is good. Serpico is good. Um, good day. Um, um, dog Day Afternoon. Do, well, that's not a cop one, sort of. That is, but yeah. it isn't. Um, 
I don't know. We'll, we'll, one we'll one I liked later it. was, oh no, that was maybe 80, was um, Prince of the City. Super Cops was another yeah, one. Super Cops. Super Cops. But, um, what, Prince of the City was like, very good. Yeah, Prince That's of the City. That's a long one. You'd lose your mind. Yeah. Now, that one, Prince yeah. of the I City. I just like which to say I, think, I can watch long movies. So. But Prince of the City, I think, actually was a series at one point. Was it not? No. It may have been later. but Because uh, that's a movie you could now serialize on Netflix, Prince of the yeah. City. It'd be, it'd be a great thing. And um, Treat Williams, he was so good yeah, in it. Very good. And so was Jerry Orbach. As very good. Father. All of them. We should. Uh, and, you know, Treat Williams, I tell you, he was, he was like hot. He was yeah. on fire. Then his career went. Well, whoosh. so yeah, I'm, I'm I don't know. thinking that there was. Was that, that after uh, 19? No, 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 was that after 1941? Please cut that out. Remember, he was in 1941? Nah. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he was. Treat Williams was in Spielberg's 41. We can't blame him for that. I don't know. Is that why John Belushi died? Yeah. 1941? Yeah. No, that. Killed his career almost. Yeah. Spielberg it almost killed his career too. Yeah, he, he survived. That one was a he big survived blow. that one. But um, I like I like um, taking a Pelham one two three better than the French Connection because it because they're of the different. Humor. Yeah, they're different. You know, um, French Connection is just pretty, well. French Connection has grim. humor, but it's based in yeah. You kind of laughing at people, not you know, like yeah, sort of like when he when they bust that bar and he sort of you know, the Poughkeepsie line. What's yeah. that? Do you pick your pick toes your toes at Poughkeepsie yeah. at all? And, you know, um, he takes everyone's drugs and then he mixes them all yeah. together and everything. Yeah. You know, there's different. There's humor in that, but it's but again, it's based in total reality with Gene Hackman and Roy Scheider's characters. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, back to Pelham, and then we're going to end it right now. Um, just I think it's as a as a as a movie that's that I carry great. What's, what am I trying to say? I just really admiration. Enjoy it. I just Hold great TV. admiration for this movie. I watch it all the time, and. Um, I just think it's just um, very well done. And, it, you know, it does, like I said, it fits into the mold of the kind of movies I like, which is just straightforward and not a lot of flash. Although I love Man on Fire, Tony Scott's yeah. movie with Denzel. I could watch Denzel do pretty much anything. But um, I just, again, like Zodiac, he fit that too. It's just this long movie about how you catch somebody. Yeah. And I thought it just worked very well. So you really like Zodiac? Love Zodiac. Okay. Zodiac is another one. I, I think, think that's is, one we'll be exploring one day. Maybe that's a long one. That's a that's a good one. I and and, and again again Fincher doesn't move that camera much. He just yeah. keeps it all in frame and things are he you know what the movements are very methodical. Yeah. Nothing nothing, you know even Scorsese moves the camera a ton compared to what David Fincher does. Um, anyway, I don't know why I get off track with that. So that's I think that's it for uh, this one. It's a one. podcast. You're allowed to get off track. I think I we can right a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I, I, I hope I made my point about the movie. I don't know if it helped you guys want to see more like these, but you're going to be seeing more like these because my uh, wheelhouse is the 70s movies, and I think we're going to watch a lot of those. Yeah. Um, and I, I look forward to the movies you guys are going to throw at us uh, and some of the explanations we're going to have down the road. But that's it for this edition. And um, until next time, uh, thanks, guys, for doing this. Thanks for bringing this film to us. You're welcome.